Hey everybody, this is Ryan in the Northern Villa. On today's show, we talk about uh, my current subscription to HBO Now. We talk about watching the Watchmen TV series, Aquaman, Shazam, Barry, a bunch of other TV shows. We also talk about some comics I bought this past week. I also want to give a shout out to the Geekverse podcast. So have you ever seen a movie and spent hours outside of the theaters talking about it with your friends? That's Geekverse podcast, a collection of friends who provide in-depth reviews and news breakdowns of movies, TV shows, and video games while having a ball doing it. So search Geekverse on your favorite podcast app or go to geekverse.ca to get all the details on why you should start listening to Geekverse. Enjoy the show. Oh, oh my God. I vomited. I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Right, listen, that was gross. I can't work for you anymore, all right? You got to find someone else. Well, do you know any other assassins? No. Well, what do you want me to do? Go to John Wick Assassin Hotel with Help Wanted Sign? I mean, what? You got good guys right here, man. Oh, my God, my guys suck balls. You know it. Especially this motherfucker right here. If I suck balls, you are king of suck balls, Mountain. Shut the fuck up. Ah! Fuck you. Shut up. everybody this is episode 172 of the illustrious gentlemen that's comic book artist scott godleski and i'm comic artist ryan cody uh you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at tig underscore show and all the past episodes are available at anchor.fm slash tig show any of the big podcatcher sites or you can go to tigshow.com and listen directly from there uh, become a Patreon supporter. Patreon backers get the option to, uh, for ten dollars a month, they can promote something on a show of, uh, on a show for one dollar a month and up. They get uh, what show? Whatever show they want. They can promote something on one of our show on one of our episodes. This show. This show. So say like they have a like a bar mitzvah coming up or the uh, a baptism of their only child. And they want a, they want a huge turnout. Mm. You know they they pay us right. they pay us ten bucks. We use that ten bucks to buy beer, and then we give a shout out to the little the little guy becoming a man, or yeah, everybody go yeah, or someone joining the kingdom of heaven. We can promote that for them. But one dollar and up, you get a video video version of every podcast. You can contribute to uh, our happy hour hangouts. You can uh, uh, just be cool. Just be cool, man. Be cool. All right, Scott, we're back Wednesday night uh, sketch. Yeah, which back I, on the Wednesday wagon. That's right, which I like. So you just cracked something. So why don't you go first? What are you drinking tonight? It's it's nothing special. This is a leftover Voodoo Ranger Liquid Paradise IPA. I've had it already on the Jesus show. Christ. I don't remember what I gave it. And I'm not even going to review it again. Okay, well, you know, whenever you come up short... I pick up the slack. So what I'm doing today is I'm having two. That's ironic. That's correct. I'm having two beers from a brewery that I've been wanting to try. They had two at the store, so I bought both. Um, and they're from uh, Moto Sonora, Moto Sonora uh, Brewing Company in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. I'm excited to try them because I've seen their like advertisements on Facebook. Or not advertisements, but they show up in my Facebook feed. Uh, and they're like a 60s, 70s sports car themed kind of brewery like the cans have like racing stripes it's got really great graphic design which i'm in love with okay. so i've really been looking forward to visiting the tap room and when i saw these at the at the 
the store the other day. I picked them both up. Uh, so I'm excited about it. And I also dropped these cans coming out of my car. So I don't know if they're full anymore or not. They're all dented up. Uh, which makes sense for a, a brewery that is all like old car, racing car themed. They should make the cans dented up. But the first beer I'm going to have is is oh, the yeah. uh, is the Belly Tank Blonde Ale. Uh, Since so it's Blonde Ale, it's only 4.9%. But you can see that it's got like a really cool logo. Very simple, kind of like ours. It's got a little racing stripe down the side. Very nice. So I'm going to give this one a shot here. Uh, and I'm also... Uh, I was pre-gaming with some bourbon, so uh, if I get a little out of control later, if I get a little wacky, oh, that's why. What is it? Uh, you're, it's gonna be you're gonna call it sacrilege, but I mixed uh, one part uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey with two parts Evan Williams Black Label um, uh. on the rocks. So it's not as sweet as a Tennessee, or it's not as sweet as a honey whiskey. It's pretty good. <sighs> yeah. Good. So I've been drinking that for the last hour or so. You, re- you ready for the fun? Sure. What are we doing? I don't know. I have a bunch of just TikTok segment stuff. I've been watching a lot of, H- yeah. I've been watching a lot of HBO because I got a trial, picked up some comics today. So I, fig- I figure I can just say things and then hopefully you have something to say to follow up with I'll, that. I'll, I'll say things about your things. Okay, cool. So we'll start with the comics because it's Wednesday. So I went to the comic book store this morning. Uh... And uh, I picked up uh, three comics, and I tweeted this out. It's kind of funny. I picked up three comics, and one comic has my current favorite artist, Stuart mm-hmm. Eamonen. Uh The second comic is like my second favorite current artist, Pepe Larraz, who's kind of a Stuart Eamonen guy. And then I picked up this Vault comic today, and the art in that is, looks like they're trying to be a Pepe Larraz guy. So it's like I got like a little family tree of comics, pun intended, of artists like going on today. Ah, I see what uh, you did. Yeah, pretty interesting. So uh, the first comic I got was a plunge. It's a, a Joe Hill's Horror House comic. Joe Hill's imprint at DC. So it's uh, Stewart uh, inking himself. So it's not quite the same look as his superhero work. It's a little more rounded, kind of like his older stuff. Like remember when he did like a. Uh, was it Secret Identities, the Superman Secret Identities, or Shock Rockets? He it was much more like okay. Adam Hughes Hughes-ish, right. rounded. It's not quite that anymore, but it's not quite as hard edged as kind of like his uh, Ultimate Spider-Man work or his stuff that's inked by uh, Wade. So uh, yeah, it's a good horror comic. Definitely, it's like I enjoy it. Like I said, this is the fourth issue. It's definitely set up to be like a AMC series, like a T. It's definitely looks like it's primed to be for tv or film oh i'm sure it's already been sold right i'm sure they all have uh but yeah it's good it's uh it's kind of a i don't want to spoil anything but it's set in like a like on a like a ship like a like a what do you call it like a recovery ship like salvage ship out in the ocean somewhere and they get a recovery beacon so they go to try to salvage something and then of course there's like an island there and some weird creepy shits going on uh it's cool i like it um, so yeah, I recommend that. I don't, I don't read any cool. of the, I don't read any of the other, uh, Hill House books. I'm not a big horror guy when it comes to comics, but obviously I picked this one up cause the artist and, uh, yeah, it's cool. I dig it. So, uh, plunge. Oh, and it's colored by Dave Stewart. So it's Stuart Eamonen, my favorite, wow. one of my favorite art, current artists with one of my favorite colorists. It's pretty cool. Dave Stewart Eamonen. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, Joe Hill, 
I mean, I like Lock and Key and everything. I never read. I didn't read all of it, but I read some of it. He's a he's obviously a good writer. Yeah, I've seen a bit of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lock and Key was good. I watched it. I mean, it wasn't didn't blow my hair back. Like I tell my kids that the book is never better. No, always TV. Books are yeah. garbage. Just movies always better than the book. Yeah, just listen to podcasts. Uh, the next thing I got was uh, Avengers Empire number zero. These these Mar- the way Marvel names their books for these events drives me crazy. So it's not an Avengers book, and it's not Empire number one. It's Avengers Empire number zero. So mm. uh, and, and also they spell Empire like uh, funeral pyre. So it's E M right P Y R E. Anyways, so it's like it's another one of these like Cree skull. There's like a new race called Katowatis. Katotis. Katotis. I keep thinking Kaotis. Kaotis. They're like a little rodent from like South America. They're at the zoo in Phoenix. K A or C A O T I. Kaotis. But this is like Katotis. Oh, yeah. Anyways, they're like a vet. Kawadi. Kawadi. Right. But this is Kotadi. Whatever. They're like a vegetable pe like, as soon as I open it, you know how I you know how I do not like uh alien characters that aren't humanoid. As soon as I opened it, there were like spoiler alert, there was like leaf men fighting like warriors. And I was like, Oh man, that's a bummer. A leaf man. Yeah, like like people that like aliens that look like l- plants. Like trying to oh. fight like barbarians essentially. So that was a bummer, but it's drawn by Pepe Larraz and colored by uh, Marte Gracia, so that's why I got it. It makes me think of, of I don't remember his name, there was a, a plant-themed villain from Darkwing Duck. He was like a like a wiener dog that was a plant. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I remember like hating him. Yeah, I just don't like, even in like, even in TV, I don't, like my least favorite things about anything in Star Wars or Star Trek is non-humanoid aliens. It just drives me nuts. Since I don't. We know. don't have shit to do. I'm gonna Google the Darkwing Duck plant villain while you talk. So it's a good-looking Avengers comic. Uh, it's written by Al Ewing, and but I told my LCS like I don't really care about the crossover. I don't care about any of it, but I want the issues that are drawn by R.B. Silva or Pepe Larraz. So I picked that up. It's it looks beautiful. Pepe draws like this really cool She-Hulk in it that is almost like they call it. They call her just Hulk. So I think Hulk and She-Hulk might have merged or something because it's, it's She-Hulk. Kinky. But it's, she's huge like the Hulk. Like she's like. Yeah, I saw the cover. Yeah, so she's, she's, so it's great. And, and she talks like the Hulk. Like she doesn't speak like a lawyer. She speaks like a brainless kind of Hulk. Oh. But uh, I don't care about that. I don't, I, it's not like I'm dwelling on why She-Hulk now talks like the Hulk, but. Uh, it's great. It it looked great. Uh, again, I have zero interest in these like outer space Avengers shit things uh, that are going on. Tig Show Research Department says it's Bushroot. Bushroot. Ugh. That sounds dirty, doesn't it? Like Bushroot sounds like a sex act. <laughs> the Bushroot. Oh, he gave me the Bushroot. Gave me the Bushroot, and I haven't been walking straight for a week. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I got this one strictly for the art. I will not be picking up all of these crossover books so i really don't care about the story uh it's just a great looking superhero comic and then the last book i got i picked up a comic from vault comics i've never picked up a vault comic book before 
Uh, but it's called Bleed Them Dry. It's like sci-fi future vampire crime book. Mm, okay. Um, the art looked pretty good. I didn't write down the guy's name, but I think it's like, I want to pronounce it. His, his first name, if you don't pronounce it correctly, is problematic. Uh, I think it's I think it's DK or Dike. It's okay. D I K E R U A N. So I think okay. he might be like Filipino or Thai or something. So I'm gonna say Dike or uh, Ruin. Uh, but he's like he draws in that's the same style that I think Emanin started, but it's more of a Pepe Laraz style. It's got some painterly backgrounds to it. It's got some softer edges to it. Um, not everything's like a strict black line. Like it's you know it's got some gray gray stuff in there. Uh, but it's pretty good. It was solid. It's written by uh, Elliot Rahal, and uh, he. It's got like it's. I think it's a concept that's owned by like a corporate, like a company, like maybe a Japanese company. I don't know. It's like hmm. whoever owns it is. It's not a creator-owned book. It's like owned by some company. I don't know. It's got like a bunch of names. It doesn't matter. It was cool though. Uh, good, good quality on the book for Vault Comics. Like the people like them. It's my first experience with them. Um, yeah, I, I have no experience with Vault. Yeah, so that's what I picked up this week. Pretty exciting stuff. It's fun to read comics. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. It's what some. It's what one half of us does. I mean, we make comics, but I have fun reading comics. Right. Yeah. I had been picking up. Uh, uh, the only thing I've been reading is uh, the Flash uh, Digital First Friday thing from gail and uh clayton and i picked up clayton's newest issue of uh superman batman with our buddy josh williamson Hmm. it was nice is that clayton henry's stuff is it like short is it like only like four is it only like eight pages or something it's like 17 pages oh because like it was i think was that part of the flash giants because he just talked about how they've collected them yeah. all now into a trade so yeah. i think the trade's out yeah. now okay but you're saying you can buy just individual stories digitally yeah they it, it was while everything was shut down part of dc's thing was that oh, okay they were taking those stories from right. the the walmart exclusive books and putting them out as single issues for 99 cents right once a week what is it about uh, Clayton Henry's art that you dig so much? Because he's a guy you've come around to. I don't know. To I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram, so it's cool to see, like, his, you know, he always uh, does his uh, layouts in different, co- every character's, like, a different color, so his yeah. Instagram posts are cool. I, I purchased his uh, his Procreate brush, Clayton Henry fine brush or whatever, and I downloaded the uh, template for Procreate that he has his, on his gum rope page you can go look it up um i don't use procreate anymore just because it doesn't do what i need it to right. do but uh no and uh so he's on instagram is he active on instagram more active than twitter uh about the same i think i follow him on both i think it's kind of like the mm-hmm. same stuff um yeah i i tweeted back at him that i bought his brush and he didn't reply to me uh, he's like i just assume he's busy yeah busy guy yeah no i i like he's been around a while and i think he's getting like real stuff now is like real clean but still strong like built does that make sense like he doesn't draw puny characters he draws even the flash he draws kind of bulky which i dig i really appreciate he's a big form guy and i wish i was i like those kind of guys like 
Chris Sprouse and uh Yes, that's a great great him, comparison. And uh um I can't uh, there are other guys I can't off the top of my head rattle them off right now, but the 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 silhouettes of the figures are real just smooth. There's not right a, a muscle sticking out here or there. Um he he uses the contour line to uh create this really like slick figure and then all of his interior detail work around the shapes of the body is right. where he puts in the uh the magic it, it's 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 a process or a way of sort of visualizing stuff that i wish i could do more of well it seems like you're trying that i saw when you did that video last week uh inking that page or that panel from young justice that you're still fiddling with the uh not a lot of line width on the outline of the character you're doing all that on the inside um yeah yeah i like that I, i'm doing a little bit more on the outside i i had been using a brush that didn't have a lot of flexibility or variance of line weight but i switched to something else that does just slightly right so it, it's got a little more uh definition or yeah i need or... to get away from that like i'm so caught up being so old and and i'm so caught up in the thick to thin everything's got to be thick to thin that I actually i was drawing a panel today and i actually turned it off i turned off the taper um in photoshop because it was too much like i it was just too much it was bugging me so i made it almost a flat line but it still had a little bit of i don't know i don't know i'm so at, like the one the first thing i learned about inking was thick to thin lines and i feel like i'm still stuck in that like 30 years later uh, obsessed yeah. with this when that's not what people are doing now like most stuff now is deadline the really popular stuff is like deadline stuff now like you know the young adult graphic novels and shit like that you don't see any feathering you don't see any hatching you don't see <sighs> yeah uh, yeah i've thought about that and i've thought about uh, i see guys post stuff right on twitter you know you follow mark morales or dexter vines or um um or you know, like a wade and, right uh, you see the uh, uh, just the i don't know uh the the real artistry of it there there's a real mastery involved in the stuff that they do and i i i know i don't get anywhere near that level with my stuff but i don't know no one seems to care no and it's almost like, like a, it, it i mean it's almost like that's style whereas if you work on form that's like composition that's like fundamental whereas everything after that is just style and they're just good at that like uh i want to say sandra hope uh she had an inking video up on twitter a couple weeks ago and she was doing some shit with a nib that like was mind blowing how straight she could keep like I cannot ink a line. I cannot even ink a line and make it look remotely close to a straight line unless I use yeah. my shift key and I make it a it's, straight line. It it's like uh I don't know. It's it's fun to do. Like I, I remember I I have like the muscle memory still of using an actual brush to dip and and and, and do those lines and and give the weight to you know the underside away from the light and all of that and it's i don't know it's something i'm not interested in right and 
I think there's probably a heavy animation influence in a lot of yeah. current line work. Mm-hmm. Um, I and 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 also on top of that, I saw specifically Mark Morales post uh, commission from I, I've. Sorry, I forget the penciler, but it was like Wolverine versus the Hulk or something, and he did process shots of. Uh, he's got all the feathering and the the lighting and the shading, and it was almost exhausting to look at. Like right. it was, just it 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 felt so like emotionally heavy to me that I I couldn't I I I could not fathom putting out. Uh, a piece like that right yeah it, it just because it, it seems so intense and heavy it's yeah it, it, yes it, it it if you don't have the skill level that all these like inkers have that we're that we're listing off here then it's going to just be muddy and it's going to be garbage so you know like i mean i could probably yeah. if i had the if i had the blue line pencils i could ink something I could ink something like that, but it's going to look muddy. It's going to look overworked. It's going to look, you know, it's going to look terrible. But I think I also just started like when I was a kid and I used to skateboard, I just started skating the way that felt most natural to me. And then when I met other skaters, they were like, Oh, you skate. Um, it's not goofy. It's, it's like, ugh, I forget the name for it. Like I basically push with the wrong foot. I stand traditional, but I push with the wrong foot. Uh, skateboarders okay. are supposed to are supposed to push with their back foot. Okay, you're supposed to push with your back foot. Keep your front foot on the board. Push with your back foot. I stand traditional, which means I stand with my right foot at the back of my board. So I should push with my right foot. I I push with my left foot, and I keep my back huh. foot on the back of the board. And there's a na- there's a term for it, but it, it most people don't do don't skate that way. So it's like I learned something, and then when I I just never unlearned it. Like I still, to this day, I mean, I could push with right. my right foot, but it doesn't feel as comfortable. It doesn't feel as natural. I, it's, it's almost like the same when I started inking. Like we talked about this law years ago, way before we ever did this podcast, when we were both inking on paper and you, you push, right? A lot of your long lines, you push and I pull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something, I think there's something off with that. Like, I don't think I'm inking. I don't think that's normal, but uh- I'm not a professional it, it, Normal in the it, only in the sense of percentage of people that do it one way or the other, right? But I think there's a smoothness to pushing, flicking your wrist as opposed to pulling your wrist. It's like a smoothness. One's more natural than I don't know. I don't know. Man. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's whatever, however you get it done. Right. Like like Reggie Miller had the ugliest jump shot I ever saw, but dude is. Is is money? So yeah, he's all right. Uh, all right, so we're done with comics. Uh, let's come back from the break and then talk about my HBO Now trial. Oh boy, because I've been I've been force feeding myself shit because I got to cancel it tomorrow night. Um, so yeah, let's take. <laughs> oh, a, yeah, really now HBO like now 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 now. Uh, so we'll take our break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all the garbage I've been watching on HBO Now. All right, so so we're back. So last weekend, uh, I was going down to Phoenix, and they had this thing because last Friday, as we record this last Friday, was Juneteenth. So 
HBO was putting sorry HBO was putting the Watchmen up for free for Friday Saturday Sunday you could watch the Watchmen for free because there's there's a big uh, social aspect to it and racial aspect to it I wish I had known about that that. right so so I'm I'm down there Friday night I'm getting excited I'm telling my wife yeah we're gonna watch a show everyone said we should watch it's free so I go to HBO.com I, I can watch it, but then I want to watch it on my TV, not my little, like, 12-inch whatever. So to run it through the Amazon Fire Stick, you can't just go to HBO.com and do it. So I had to sign up for an H because you can't just access the website and press play because everything's apps, you know. So I had to go to the HBO Now app. So I had to create a trial account, right, which is why I got to cancel before tomorrow night so I don't get billed $15 because that will break me. Uh, so I got my HBO Now trial so we could watch Watchmen last weekend. So we watched The Watchmen last weekend, and then, so all week I've just been watching movies that are on there, and TV, like I've been watching a TV show and movies, because I just figure I might as well get my free trials worth. Uh, yeah, so we watched, I, we watched The Watchmen, and uh, it was pretty good. It was, uh, the well, thing, good things. the thing I dug about it was it's, and I haven't read any of the, uh, like, uh, new Watchmen stuff from DC, or any of the... I mean, now they're embedded in the DCU, but I haven't I haven't read anything past the Watchmen graphic novel. No, so, I haven't read any of the. So this is, is it before Watchmen, after Watchmen. Yeah, I, I haven't done is. any of that. Uh, but so the Watchmen TV show is uh, nine episodes, and it's a sequel to the graphic novel, but it takes place in modern day. So okay. every, everything still happened in the eighties. Everything still happened back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, but now we're in the modern day. And so I don't want to ruin too much about it, but it's very topical. There's like police stuff in there. There's a lot of the whole, I mean, basically the whole series is wrapped up in racial. It's a racial overtone to the whole series, sort of social, uh, social commentary in there. Uh, It's great. I mean, the, uh, the opening scene, I remember when this came out, when it was new, like in October of last year. Uh, the the opening scene of the first episode talks about the Tulsa race riots and the Tulsa massacre, and it was something that I would say ninety percent of people didn't know, don't know anything about because you weren't taught it in yeah. school. So yeah. it, it kind of brought that back to kind of back to the forefront, I think. And uh, I was trying to tell my wife about it before it started, and she's just like, you know, whatever. Like she's like, it's a superhero show, you know. She's just being nice, letting me watch what I want to watch, and then like after that opening scene both of us were like holy shit like this i mean it just it stops it starts at like 100 miles an hour you know it has like some of the a couple of the old watchman characters but most of the characters are new there's this one guy who only appeared in one scene because there's it's still against the law to be like a vigilante like you can't be a masked hero or or villain obviously but there's the one scene that a lot of people were tweeting about when it first came out uh i forget what they called him but there's a dude who's like running from the cops and he's only in one scene. He's running from the cops and a cop's chasing him and he's in like a silver bodysuit, and he just pulls bottles of lube out of his belt and just squirts lube all over himself and then slides into like a gutter like because he because he's so slick and skinny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this guy's never like he didn't come, but he didn't show back up. I was like, oh, OK, they just wanted to have this guy. But it's so gross, like the, the noise of him, like squirt bathing himself in lube. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty cool. Like the whole time I was watching, I was like, "Oh, I should, I would, I would have fun drawing these characters, like these new characters that they're not over the top." 
Uh, as far as I can tell, the new characters they introduced, none of them really have abilities. They're just kind of masked vigilantes or um, police officers in most cases. But yeah, it's pretty cool. There's some tough stuff to watch. There's a lot of, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of racism in there. There's a lot of tough scenes in there. Uh, it's super impressive that HBO did this and, you know, nothing looked cheap. Special effects didn't look shitty. I mean, it looked really good. So, yeah, I mean, and obviously you don't need to see the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie to get anything out of this. It's almost like everything that I saw was an Easter egg didn't really bother my wife if she didn't know what it was. She was she just accepted. Oh, really? Yeah, she just kind of accepted like, oh, this like, is... like Watchmen Easter eggs or just yeah. Like yeah, Watchmen Easter eggs. Comic like, book in general. Easter like at eggs. the end of uh, at the end of the Watchmen graphic novel, there's like that big like. I don't know, squid or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah, so that plays a part into this, and she never once was like, what the fuck is this giant squid doing there? Like, she just bought in. Like, she never questioned it. I mean, they kind of explain it, but she never, like, shook her head at, like, this is so silly or whatever. Like, she was fully invested. Like, she would be in any, like, other drama. Like, she didn't, none of it was, like, silly or stupid or anything like that. It's, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I mean, you could get the trial. I yet to put a credit card in, but I just make a, I put, I gave myself a Google reminder, like cancel it the day before I get billed. And then I wrote it on my calendar. That's not hung up behind me anymore. Cause I took it down. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend it. It is good. It's got, uh, it's got the dude who played, um, did he play the leader? Yeah. The guy who played the leader in the Ed Norton Hulk. Yeah. I forget his name. He's a, a Coen brothers. Regular. Yes. Yeah, he plays a character named Looking Glass, who's kind of Rorschach-ish. Rorschach-ish. Regina King plays uh, Sister Knight. Another thing I liked about it, too, was all these... They're all older. Like, they didn't cast, like, young, sexy actors to to sexy it up. Like, all the, the youngest main character was probably, like, 45. Like, it's a very adult show. And the this is going to tie into something else on here, but the guy who played Black Manta and Aquaman is one of the main characters in The Watchmen as well. And it took mm. a, it took a turn I didn't see when it when it popped up. I saw it come in like a like let's say twenty minutes before the reveal happened. I was mad at myself for not picking it up on it earlier. And then my wife's like, "How could you possibly have picked up on that earlier?" <laughs> but I was still mad at myself. Uh, I don't do that. It's not a thing that I think about. I don't Ugh. think about like where the story is going, and I don't try to guess. I just let myself sit in it. It's probably more enjoyable to watch movies and TV the way you do it. I'm constantly trying so to So it out. bothers me when I'm sitting with somebody watching some, something, and they say, oh, yep, oh. I knew that was going to happen. It's like, shut the fuck up. I do that all the time. And a lot of times, Hate it. a lot of times, I will pause it, and I will tell my wife my prediction. And then, so I, oh, I ru- so I ruined the show. So I ruined the show for her, <laughs> just because I want to be right. So when it happens, I can just like I can just like smugly smile, because it's not enough to just know that I was right. I need someone else to know that I knew what was going on. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to watch anything with you then. Uh, it, people always used to say that they can't see things with me because i just shit all over it like right i hate everything but so i for different reasons people don't want to watch movies with us i would hate that yeah that's fine 
I don't want to watch movies with anybody. If it was up to me, I would watch every everything by yeah. myself. I saw Endgame the first time by myself, and it was my <laughs> favorite movie-going experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when my kids were, like, like, yeah, like let's say, like, all three of them were under, like, 11 or 12, and a new Harry Potter movie would come out, I would go see it at midnight, and then I would take them, like, the next day or after the crowds died down, like, a week later. But I wasn't taking them with me at, like, no. No, because I don't want any, like, I want popcorn. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, Dad, I got to go potty. None of that shit, man. Not when I'm watching yeah. my movies. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's I don't want to see anything with my 12-year-old. No. I watched Tremors with him the other night. And half a dozen times he would say, like, oh, I called it. So-and-so is what? It's like, you didn't say anything, motherfucker. <laughs> did he go, oh, that's the dad from Family Ties? Yeah, he yeah. did, because that's his favorite show. <laughs> right, yeah. Michael P. Keaton. Uh, we're living in Michael P. Keaton's America, but that's another show. Uh, so uh, I did watch another TV show on the HBO now, but I'll save that for last. I went on a comic book movie binge. So I got my hopes up because I'm like, oh, I'll watch the Just- I'll watch uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League back to back. <laughs> to back. Ouch. <laughs> but apparently... How H- are you still alive? I would have slit my fucking wrists. So HBO now, though, is not HBO Go and it's not HBO Max. They don't have the same content. HBO has three digital services. So those movies were not on there. So maybe they spared me this week. They spared my fucking uh, brain cells. I could not watch them. Uh, But they did have uh, Dark Phoenix, the newest X-Men movie. Oh, I hear bad things. From Fox. Yeah, it was just... Some, I, I tweeted about it like it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was just like no better than it just it was whatever Not anything. Yeah. And then this this guy uh, responded to me and he's like, yeah, it just sort of existed. Like it was just you immediately forget about it when you when you're done watching it. And that's pretty much what it was. And I said, well, it's not any worse than X-Men Apocalypse. But then I forgot the Olivia Munn bump. So it is a little worse than X-Men Apocalypse because it has no Olivia Munn to bump it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, um, does it have Michael Fassbender? Is he in that? Oh, he acts the shit out of his role, too, man. He is. Everyone else is like kind of mailing it in. Fassbender's trying to win a goddamn Oscar playing Magneto in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's her face? Jennifer Lawrence. I get the sense that she's angry about being in these movies. Oh, well, then uh, she doesn't have to be in any more spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems, it seems a weird movie to make. I, I don't feel like they've earned it with this, these characters. No, and part of the problem with the X Men now is ever since First Class, it, I don't know what the top. I guess it, it wouldn't bother me if all these movies were completely separate from one another. But there is supposed to be some sort of continuity between them. But we're on multiple timelines now. We're different. Like, I don't know where this movie is supposed to be set because it's set in the 80s. So you have some of the first class actors, but then you have some of the X-Men Days of Future Past actors. So it's like... So, like, in this movie, Beast and Mystique are the old... Like, they even say it. We're the last of the first class. And then you have Cyclops, Jean Grey... 
mm-hmm. uh, Storm, who are all like 18, 19, 20. Uh, and then you have a bunch of kids running around the mansion. So it's like there's a there's like the original X Men the the you know, let's say whatever uh, Cockrum's X Men and then there's like a new new younger X Men running around, but it's so it's so bizarre what we're because they all still look like kids so how I don't know how old they are there's like a scene where they're partying and drinking that was actually my favorite scene in the movie like they got a keg out there uh, you know Storm is like. Uh, was it someone poured a whiskey? I think Cyclops poured a whiskey and he held his glass out to Storm and he's like rocks and then Storm made some ice cubes come out of nowhere and drop it in his <laughs> glass. So, I mean, that oh, was... Iceman didn't do that? No, Ice Iceman's not in these movies. Not at all? Bobby Drake's not? Well, well he was in the Wolverine version. The That's Hugh what I'm... Jackman. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been trying... I have a stack of DVDs. And I've been trying to show to my kids an X-Men. The first one is one of them. They just don't give a shit. No. No, why would they? It's so dated. I mean, I saw, like, to me, those movies are still relatively new. Like, I remember when X2 was coming out. There's a scene in X2 where they flee the mansion. And they get in a Mazda RX-8, which was the new, like, the, obviously, what came after the RX-7, right? The sports car. So it was, like, the new Mazda sports car. It had suicide doors. It was like all hyped up. It's going to make its world debut in the new X-Men movie, right? So it shows up in the new X-Men movie, X2 at that time. It's a disappointing car, of course. But, a you know, Japanese car guy like myself, I was excited about it. Uh, I went to the store the other day and I saw an RX-8. And in my mind, those are still like new cars. Like, <laughs> And it had like the worst paint fade ever. It's like part of the bumper was falling oh. off. And I'm like, I can't believe this guy let this beautiful car go to waste. And I had to check myself and be like, it's not that great of a car. And it's probably like 15 years old at this point. Um, but, but Good get, movie, though, X2. Yeah, I even, I even like X3 just because it's like an action movie. It's like a uh, mutant X-Men action movie. People hate on it. I don't need my superhero movies to be... Uh, Good commentary i need them to be fun and exciting and x3 is that oh okay but they can't be like justice league wasn't fun exciting or a good movie x3 at least had some exciting like fun mutant battles in it like fun powers sure easter eggs i'm the juggernaut as a piece of like studio filmmaking i i appreciate justice league just like uh uh, just like the the new Star Wars movies, I I think the stories of how they come to be are fascinating, and then seeing them and being able to like pull the pieces apart and right. identify things is is infinitely entertaining. You're nuts and bolts guy, uh, but yeah, uh, Dark Phoenix sucked. There's 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 some and I can't believe they the people they got in this to, they got to act in this movie. I mean, you mentioned Jennifer Lawrence, but they got Jessica Chastain sure. in it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as soon as it was over, I immediately went to Google and I said, "Who were the bad guys in Dark Phoenix?" Because they're like an alien race. I think the name is said once, and then that's it. Like, there's just, hey, we want this Dark Phoenix force, and that's all. Like, you don't eat like nothing, and they don't. They just, it's like body snatchers. They just take over other people's bodies. Spoiler alert. So it's not even like during cool costumes or anything. Like Jessica Chastain is in like a pantsuit in the final battle of the film. 
she's like looks like she's going to work at an accounting firm and she's fighting like Jean Grey who's in like an X-Men uniform. Yeah. I just saw her in Interstellar. I watched that the other day for the first time. Um that was a long movie. Yeah. That was a really long movie. There's a lot going on in that movie. That's what I have to say about that movie. Yeah. It was really long. Yeah. Lots of ideas floating around in that movie. I think that might be on HBO now, but I don't think I'm going to have time to get to it. All right. So after Dark Phoenix, I remember you, my good friend, saying that you enjoyed Aquaman. I don't think I said that. (laughs) Someone said they liked Aquaman. It was like one of their more favorite DCEU movies. Oh, wow. So Um, No, I wouldn't say that at all. Okay. It's a... um, it it knows what it is and right. it leans into it hard. Sure. Yeah. Water Conan. Um, Ocean Barbarian. It, it knows it's ridiculous. Right. So yeah. So it just goes. Yeah. That's another movie that just gets a ton of big name actors to be like, hey, you're going to be underwater on a seahorse. And they're like, whatever. Like, just pay. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I, I, yeah, sure. I, I would pay $12 to go see Willem Dafoe have CGI underwater hair. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard that on a podcast. I think it was the Weekly Planet where they talked about every underwater scene in that. All the, all the hair is CGI'd. Dolph Lundgren with his, yeah, CG hair. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a ginger. I'm so, anyways, there. sorry. So, I, I get, so, anyways, uh, Aquaman. Uh, I watched part of this on a plane coming back from Japan last year, but I obviously didn't watch all of it. I either fell asleep or turned it off, but uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be going into it. I enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to be, but you're right. It's, it's, it, it doesn't have the weight of the justice league movie on its shoulders. And it can just be like, it can just be him striking poses and saying one liners. And it made a billion dollars. Like, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. fine. I, and, and Jason Momoa is a charismatic, yeah. sexy motherfucker. He uh, is. And Amber Heard was wet the whole movie. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, you got crab monsters fighting dudes riding sharks. <laughs> yeah, that shit. That shit, when that popped up at the end, I was like, holy, f- I did not expect this to happen. And Night then, Owl wants you to call him Ocean Master now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was the whole funny thing is like, oh, you'll be the king of the seven seas. Anyone would be like, fuck yeah, I'm king of the seven seas. He's like, no, 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 no. Fuck that shit. That's <laughs> that shit is that shit is kindergarten bullshit. I want to be ocean master. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the uh it's like the bit where uh <laughs> where Will Farrell and uh Riley meet each other in Step Brothers. Well, you have to call me Nighthawk. Well, you got to call me Dragon. Black Manta might be my favorite DCEU villain yet. That I, was also a long movie. Aquaman was a long movie. Was it? I mean, I worked the whole time while I watched it, so I, I, it yeah, didn't feel it long, long to me. Um, it was, yeah, it was very long. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Uh Django Fett, I don't know the actor's name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? Willem Dafoe. Vanilla Guy. I don't remember. Who was Ocean Master? Patrick something or other? Oh, uh, Patrick, something Patrick. Pa- Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Oh, my God. He's not his name. He's, he's not just... one of the Wilsons, though. I often thought he was one of the Wilsons, but he's not one of the Wilsons. No. 
I don't like any of the Wilsons. I really dislike Luke Wilson. Really? And I could take or leave Owen Wilson. I like Luke Wilson. And I like Owen Wilson. I really don't like him. Yeah. He's great. You got to give him the right role. You know, in in, um, Bottle Rocket, they're both great. In uh, Royal Tenenbaums, he's great as the bomber. I guess. Like, Royal Tenenbaums, just as a movie, is great. Right. Gene Hackman... I can't believe didn't win something for Royal Tenenbaums. I mean, Royal Tenenbaums is so good. Gwyneth Paltrow couldn't ruin it, and she tried. <laughs> and she gave it her. She gave it. Yeah, her, or uh, yeah. what? Uh, or yeah, what's his face? Ben Stiller. Yeah, couldn't screw it up. But yeah, I liked Aquaman. I, I liked it because it was. It was just like that's exactly what it was. Let's have fun. I think it was directed. Now I want to talk about uh, Zoolander. I haven't seen Zoolander. Now I'm thinking about Ben Stiller. You haven't seen Zoolander? I mean, if I did, I saw it once when it first came out, and I haven't oh. followed it up. I know the whole Blue Steel meme bullshit garbage. You gotta... Yeah, it's... It's definitely Ben... Uh, no, I can't say that, because Royal Tenenbaum's so great. I was gonna say, it's definitely Ben Stiller's best movie. But also, Mystery Men is very Mystery good. Mystery Men so, is a good uh, movie, right. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. Oh, something about Mary, too. Jesus Christ. Even though I don't think he specifically is very good. Well, he's a straight man. I think he's effective. Right. That's what this is now. That's what this show is. We could do a Zoolander double feature and then... (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen the second one. I don't (laughs) give a shit about the second one. Uh, So, continuing my DC movie binge, this is something you did say you slightly enjoyed, right? In the Shazam? I don't think so. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're getting this stuff. <laughs> I don't but talk. I, I, I have I I think I've seen most of Shazam. I own it and it plays in my van on the TV a lot, so I've heard it many times. You had I to have really... said you liked Aquaman and Shazam because I don't talk to anybody else except my wife and she sure I, as I, shit didn't watch these. No. I, I I have a lot of problems with Shazam. Okay. Yeah. And and the 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 first one is Zachary Levi that I find almost insufferable in that movie. I really like him in Chuck, but I don't know if I like him trying to be and he was good in the second se- or the third season. Second season? Second season of Mrs. Maisel. He's great in little parts. Like he should always be like the dude who's like tenth on the call sheet. Who just comes in and is charming. I didn't find him charming. Yeah. Enough. I. Well, my problem is that I don't think he plays. It, he's he's in a position where he needs to play a 15-year-old or whatever, essentially, right? And he, it, the way he talks and the cadence and the emphasis that he puts on stuff doesn't sound like a kid at all. It sounds like an adult trying to be a kid does that make sense what's who so 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 there's there's an actual actor he he's half of a role so there's another actor right they didn't they they don't have the same mannerisms they don't have anything that right and yeah they're nothing alike right two totally different people that's my biggest problem with the movie it's definitely not tom hanks and big it was interesting you don't get the sense that he's actually a child well, they have the big joke in Shazam. I don't know if you've gotten to that part where he, at one point he's punched into like a store and as he runs out, he steps on a piano. 
Yeah. yeah. Plays the music. Uh, of course, and, it does. And, and I have a problem with the villain, too. Like, the, it's the seven deadly sins or whatever are so just... Uh, Lame? Uh, undefined and right. nebulous. And I don't understand how they work or why or... Yeah, it's just seven random monsters that come out of his... Yeah, they're just monsters that come out of him and do stuff i do oh, but i also don't know i don't I, I don't know the only comic i've ever read that has had shazam in it is kingdom come so i don't know anything about or i guess i read some of uh jeff smith's uh monsters of evil but i don't even know if i read that whole book either so it's like i don't know anything about him i i've never read a shazam book where he was the main character right um it, it seems like it's fine it works in concept it seems like in the 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 comic book movie landscape or whatever the the moment in time that we're in that this is a property that you could sell and that could work and it did obviously i mean um it wasn't a the the biggest movie they ever had and no it's just interesting they go from casting records they go from casting i did notice though this franchise was never about Zachary Levi. It's always about The Rock because even in Shazam, when you look at the opening credits, uh, Dwayne Johnson is an executive producer. So it's mm. always a vehicle for Black Adam. But anyways... Uh, Which is the, strange. The thing, really Yeah, weird. it's super weird. But the thing that's even... That I thought like bit them in the ass at, towards the end of the movie was when you cast Zachary Levi, who's probably pushing 40, if not in his mid-40s, then when all the kids get their when you know when kid marvel becomes when that guy comes kid marvel and mary marvel now you have to cast yeah. a bunch of actors in their late 30s to play the adult versions of the kids and it makes no sense because the actress playing mary marvel is supposed to be in the movie like 17 18 about to go to college a different actress plays her when she becomes mary marvel <laughs> It's it's like why 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 are you shazamming to a middle aged person rather than shazamming? There are to some like a rules that they're going to need to establish really early on about how it's going to work going forward. Uh, but as I I did think it was cool when everyone shazammed into whatever the hell they were, but it did kill my OCD that they're not credited. Like it's not it's not Kid Mar whatever whatever the the blue uniform guy is I think it's Kid Marvel or Captain Marvel Jr. Oh, Captain Marvel Jr. Right, and, and, but he's not li- he's not listed as that. It's adult whatever adult Freddy, and then so Mary Marvel's not Mary Marvel. It's adult Mary. I I gotta say I don't have any interest in a sequel with six Captain Marvels. Oh, I'm sure with the Rock in it, it's gonna have very little Zachary Levi in it probably. But one thing I did really appreciate was uh, I don't know her name. I don't even know the character's name. And this is good. in the Me Too movement, whatever. We're in tough times for comic guys being creeps. Smoking hot adult female Marvel run speed. She's fast. So fast Marvel. I don't know what her name is in the comics. Yeah, my, my brain right now can't even start to parse out whether that's problematic or not. I don't know. Just I'm, I'm saying a very attractive person. I guess I could also say... That uh, Adrian Brody, who played Captain Marvel Jr., he's a smoking hot man. But Megan Good was the actress. Megan Good, I Googled it. She's like 38. Just amazing. Like, I saw that and I was like, I had to stop working and just just be like, that's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. So shout out to Megan Good. I know she listens to the show. She'll appreciate the shout out. 
But one thing I, the thing I disliked the most about Shazam was, you know, when they make movies for Christmas releases, they usually film them in the spring or summer. I didn't for one second buy that any of this movie took place in the winter. All the snow looked fake. Everyone bundled up looked fake. There was no, there's no, uh, they didn't do any digital sure. uh, breath or anything like that. I, I, you know, do you want that? Do you want digital breath or do you do you wish uh, that they would just leave it out? If they don't have it, just don't do it. No, leave it out, but maybe make the characters seem at some point like they're cold. Like no one had like a red nose. No one shivered. The the kid on his, the kid who had used, had to use the, the walking, I don't know the name for it, but the crutches, the crutches, he's walking on snow and shit. There's no, no one slips. Everyone's just running everywhere. There's no snow falling in any of the scenes. There's just snow on the ground, but there's never snow falling. It's never gray outside. It just seems like it, it seems like the, the lamest way to make a scene. It's, I mean, they had to throw a Santa in there just to, so you really knew that it wasn't just a white lawn that it's supposed to be set during the winter. Um, <laughs> It just that felt lame to me, and it felt cheap. In an otherwise big movie with probably a huge budget, it felt this super is, cheap. It's Philadelphia, right? I was thinking Chicago, but it's Philadelphia, right? Is they it? do the Rocky thing. Do they? Yeah, the steps. And... Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know because it. I. I probably when you mentioned Christmas, I was thinking Chicago because I think. Christmas John, Vacation. John Hughes, yeah. Chicago yeah. movies, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it was fine, but again... It, it's fine, yeah. That's the word I would use. It's fine. I didn't pay for any of these movies. I didn't take three kids and buy popcorn and no. sodas and shit for no, any of these movies. Uh, but my last uh, HBO Now thought is uh, I I started watching Barry, because uh, I've heard a lot about Barry, Bill Hader, and I'm like, oh, I should try to get this in before my trial ends. So, like, tomorrow i got to watch, like, seven episodes of Barry. Or maybe I'll just stay up tonight and do it to finish season two. But uh, Bill Bill Hader, it's kind of like, like a gross point blank, but more in-depth and more depressing. You never watched Patriot, right? I've talked about that on this show, that Amazon show Patriot. No. So if you took Patriot and you mixed it with gross point blank, you would get uh, Barry. So Bill Hader plays a hitman who stumbles into an acting class. He follows one of his marks into like an acting class in LA and it's full of like really shitty actors. That's why they're in an acting class. And uh, he just stumbles in there and he falls in love with it. So he's like, I'm going to give up being a contract killer to become like an actor in Los Angeles. And it's just, it's pretty funny. Like, cause it'll go from, no, like, it, yeah, it'll go, it'll go from, abs- it. it would go from absurd comedy to straight up like hardcore murder, like mass murder scenes in the same episode. Uh, I mean, I texted my wife. I'm like, hey, you might want to watch this before I cancel this shit on Friday. And she loves it. Uh, Bill Hader's great in it. I know oh, he's great. The only yeah. other actor in it I know by sight is, uh, well, there's Steven Root, who was the underwear judge on Justified. Yeah. Um, he's in it. And then um, there's an actor, if you saw him, you would know him. And he's my new favorite TV character of all time. He's he approaches uh, Dewey Crow level of greatness, <laughs> maybe surpasses it. And he uh, he's an actor. I can't think of what he's been on, but he has uh, he has alopecia, so his look is like he's very pale and he has no eyebrows, no hair. If you saw him, you would know who I'm talking about. 
but he plays okay. like a he plays like a Chechenian who uh, is in America. Called his name is Noho Hank. I don't know where the Noho comes from. I I must have missed that when they explained it. But he's just great. Like he's just the accent that he puts on. I don't even know how accurate it is, but it's fucking fantastic. He always wears like Hawaiian shirts. He just wants everyone to be like nice and stuff. Like he offers everyone like Subway sandwiches. It's like he is the best character I've seen on TV in forever. I mean, hands down, he's just fantastic. Uh, he makes the show because because Barry and Bill Hader's character can get a little dark. Like even for me, like you don't think he's gonna do something, then he does it, and you're like, oh shit! Like I can't root for this guy. Like he's got social issues that make him kind of creepy at certain in certain situations. He's like a creeper. In other situations, he's just the psycho killer. But then other ones, he's just like he's just like a like a little kid. He just wants to find something to do that he loves, like all of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I recommend it, dude. You should, so this is what I recommend for you. If I'm gonna leave you with a, a mission statement tonight, my friend. Is get your HBO yeah. now get your get your HBO now trial. Put in your little credit card info, and then set a reminder to cancel it six days from that day. And then binge watch all nine episodes of Watchmen, and then binge watch like sixteen or seventeen episodes of Barry. But Barry's only half hour, so it's like you got to watch two dramas essentially, eighteen hours. What else do you got to do? It's not like you have anything else to do with your time. No. Oh, and I watched one of my favorite action movies of the last, like, 15 years uh, that I watch whenever it's on TV, but I watch it on this app, start to finish, is uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, my. It's a Doug Liman classic. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy that movie. It's got Vince Vaughn. That's being, a thing. Being good Vince Vaughn because he's only in it for, like, 10 minutes. It's good. I like that movie. Yeah, he, he's being Vince Vaughn. He's totally being Vince Vaughn, yeah. Oh, nope. this is an, a, another character that's got that OC, or a movie that's got the OC kid in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he plays the turtle. Or not the turtle. Yeah. What's his nickname? Or they, whatever the fuck it is. They it give him matter. like a badass nickname, and he's like, not him. Yeah. But yeah, I like that movie. I mean, uh, maybe two of the most attractive people ever born on the planet at the height of their attractiveness in one movie. I mean, how often do you get that? That's got to be a rarity. That's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. A lot of violence. Watching it, though, again, like, I remember when I first watched it, I had no problem with the violence in it. And watching it now, when he's beating the shit out of Angelina Jolie, and, well, she beats the <laughs> shit out of him, too. But when he when they, like, connect and throwing elbows and shit, it's, like, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot how, like, brutal this is. It's another one of those movies that takes, like, a turn. But, you know. I think it's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you got to throw elbows, you know what I'm saying? Muay Thai. The art of the nine, the art of the nine, whatever. Elbows. Well, no, it's two fists, two the nine elbows. elbows. Two. There's a term for it: two fists, two elbows, two knees, two feet, and a head. I think that's the nine like limbs. That's what it is. Art of the, like the nine limbs or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only I'm only a third degree Dan in Muay Thai, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure the term. Um, but yeah. There we are. One and a half whiskeys in and two beers in. <sighs> Anything else? What do you want to talk about next week? What are we doing? What are you what are we doing with this show? What's going on? What are we gonna talk about? Man, I don't know. Um I I, I yeah, I we'll figure out something. I mean we could 
talk about scumbags, I guess. Because yeah, it's so depressing because people that I personally know and that I someone that I consider a friend his name's been brought up in the last day or two. Uh it's again, I said it last week, uh but then I think I might have edited it out because we might have had some we might have had a problematic interchange where we were talking about two different things. So I might have edited it out. But I'm glad that I've never been single when I've done a con because I've never gone there looking to like I had a dream and maybe because this is all on my mind of like cons should be work and I get I get hammered at cons. I mean, listen to our episodes from two years back when we went to Heroes Con. I will get fucked up and I will make an ass out of myself. Anyone who's ever partied with me at a con will know that. But I don't ever pursue anything because I've always had a partner when I've done cons. And maybe because this is on my mind and I'm trying to I'm trying to like make sense of it, right? Because I'm trying to some of these people I consider friends, some of these people I kind of know as acquaintances. Some of the things that are being said about them are just like they're just trying to get laid. But it's just problematic because of who they are, maybe. Like, if it was just a rando dudes, chicks would shut them down. And But it's not that because there's a power dynamic involved. Anyways, it's, right. on my, it's on my mind. And it's, it's, it's as an older guy where all this shit, it was never okay. But all this stuff was overlooked when I was in my 30s and when I was in my 20s. Um, I got to come to grips to, like, you know, I was, I was probably around situations like this that I laughed off that now I got to realize... I probably shouldn't have done that. Anyways, I had a dream last night that I was at a convention, but it wasn't a comic con. Like I was like a, like a fucking salesman or something. I was at like a medical convention or something. And we were watching like these being shown these movies. And I kept running back to the room to get drinks. And I would come back into the auditorium, like smuggling drinks in and getting hammered. And for some reason I was sharing a room with a woman that was not my wife. It's maybe like, Maybe our company put us up and I don't know what it was, but uh, okay. she started putting the moves on me and I got so uncomfortable in my dream. I made myself wake up because, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, no, I can't, I can't. This is like, this is so uncomfortable. And then I just like woke up and I was like, thank God. Like, I don't even <laughs> like, I don't even want any of this even in my fucking recesses of my brain i don't even want to deal with this shit at all but yeah comics are falling apart and maybe it's just like the rest of society it's time for a revolution and uh i might be aged out of every revolution coming up but that's that's something i gotta deal with and i'll be okay with that if it's better for the kids let them have it send me out to pasture yeah i'm okay i'm with ready that. i'm ready to be done I had a decent run. I mean, my back's going to shit. My foot hurts. Just whatever. Oh, yeah, totes. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's Logan's run this shit. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That, what they should do is build like a wall, like Attack on Titan or something. Build a wall. And then if you're under, you know, you're under, uh, let's say, 35, then you're inside the wall and there's merchants and culture and whatever and then once you turn 35 yeah they don't hunt you down and kill you but you're exiled outside the wall so everyone outside the wall is just a fucking old piece of shit yeah good luck yeah hope you learned how to farm yeah hope you hope you know how to kill how to skin and eat an animal yeah otherwise i'll die from eating berries i'll be like the dude (laughs) in the bus in that movie i'll be like mccandless or candless whatever his name is you know what is this? You know the the, the movie. Uh, 
Oh, the movie. The movie where the guy was traveling and is played by uh, that kid who I like. Uh, man, I'm just I'm forgetting everything. He found the bus. He's going to live on his own, burned all his money, went out in the middle of nowhere. It was a book, okay. and then it was a movie. Oh, okay. Sure. Cool. Into the Wild. Into the Wild had the kid from Alpha Dog in it. Um, I just watched a movie with him in it a couple weeks ago, too. What's his name? Handsome fella. Oh, he was in, uh, was he in the Speed Racer movie? Yes, he was Speed and Speed Racer. He was, okay. in Alpha, he was in Alpha Dog with Justin Timberlake, a couple sexy dudes. Uh, I just watched a movie a couple yeah. weeks ago with him and J.K. Simmons, and it was like a buddy comedy. It was on Amazon Prime. Hmm. It was pretty funny. Like, they, okay. were looking, they were looking, J.K. Simmons was looking for his daughter, and this was the daughter's ex-boyfriend. Couldn't get a hold of the daughter, so he gets a hold of the kid who's like in a folk band, who's like everything J.K. Simmons hates. But then they have to drive around Los Angeles trying to track down uh, his daughter. It's pretty funny. J.K. Simmons is ripped. He was in full like uh, Commissioner Gordon mode. <laughs> right? Isn't that who he got ripped for? He got ripped for being Ben Affleck's Commissioner Gordon? Justice no, I League's. don't think so. I think No. No. Justice League's for, Commissioner uh, Gordon. Uh, Commissioner Gordon doesn't even take off his jacket. No, for... Uh... Uh, whiplash, right? He had to get ripped being whiplash? Didn't he wear t-shirts and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, he is so like skinny and old man cut in this movie, and he has so much makeup on, I think, to make him look like he's not like 60. It's a little off-putting, but uh, everyone should check it out. I think it's called The All-Nighter on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Fun little movie. It's not going to blow your socks back. It's not going to make it move a little, but it is going to be entertaining. So, yeah, this has been a movie and TV episode of The Illustrious Gentleman. Scott can't stay off his phone, so why don't you just tell me about your beer, Scott, so we can wrap it up. No, oh, I was I was Googling the all-nighter because I know the name of this actor. It's driving me nuts. Uh, I like him. He's good. No, not all I want for Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just Google Alpha Dog. All nighter. Is the all nighter? It's one word, maybe. I don't know. Why don't you just Google into? Why don't you just Google into the wild? Yeah, that's probably better. The wild cast. Emil Hirsch. The wild cast. Emil Hirsch. Hirsch. That's it. Yes. Yes. Emil Hirsch. I like. Maybe I like him because he's adorable and he's like five five. He's like my height. I feel like he's have, petite. We. I feel like we have a lot in common. Yeah. I just saw a dude on Twitter, a comic uh, creator I follow on Twitter, throw out the fact that he's 5'4", like publicly on Twitter, in, okay. like, in like one of his tweets. And I'm like, holy shit, man. You don't tell people that. You don't tell that to like thousands of people that have never met you in real life. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Why not? People are going to see you. <sighs> no, I'm going to get those Tom Cruise lifts and then... I'll carry a small box around uh, with me. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll have one of those baby doll backpacks, and in the back of it will just be like a six-inch <laughs> like wooden block. <laughs> yeah. Two four-by-fours four glued together. I could just put on yeah. the ground. Yeah. yeah. You just need some like five-inch heels. Yeah. Even a four-by-four four will only make me five-nine. <laughs> so I need a good six-by-four. Uh all right, how was your uh, Liquid Paradise? You, you, was, you, you, probably, you probably had it, but you can't remember it. I can't remember yeah. it. Yeah, 
I don't remember where I gave it. Uh, yeah. Three and a half. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like we, we haven't we, we haven't made this portion of the show important in, in months. Like everything is just fine. I haven't had anything that's blown me away in a long time. Uh, these Moto Sonora beers, they're good too. The uh, the IPA I'm drinking now, it's seven, uh, 6.7%. It's called Victory or Death, but it's design-wise, it's exactly the same. They just all have a different uh, racing stripe. It's fine. They call it a Southwest IPA. That's just something people do because we're in the Southwest. What does that mean? I don't know. I could read it to you, but it's going to sound pretentious and douchey. <clears throat> no, I don't want to hear it. Life is a journey to the grave. The stuff in the middle determines the metal of our lives. You might choose to arrive safely in a well-preserved body. We prefer to skid broadsided to death's embrace, tired and used up. Smile creased into our faces from a life lived in hard search of the edge. Here's to victory or death, the only way to live, and the only IPA we drink. I wish he hadn't done that. The IPA is bigger than is bigger is better than the blonde. The blonde has a a, a flavor to it that I don't dig. Uh, yeah, but I do like the name, the Belly Tank. That's my new nickname. I'm gonna start making my wife call me Belly Tank. Um, but so uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna rate this IPA, the Victory or Death IPA, because I like it. But yeah, I don't love it, and it's a little warm. Um, it's fine. It's f- f- four. It's four. I gotta we gotta little get a little joie de vie back in our lives. I don't know. We got it. Something's got to happen. Something's got to pop off. Everything's terrible. The environment, the president, race relations, just everything's horrible right now. And no, I'm having, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time putting a smile on my face. Although, you know what? I've been saying this one last thing. I'm rambling. It's the two whiskeys. It's the two beers. I apologize for my rambling. I heard this on a podcast. I did not fact check it, but I think it's correct is I've long said that opening the economy is not necessarily the problem. Okay, I'm not saying go go watch a uh, basketball game. Don't, I'm not saying get in a crowd of thirty thousand people or whatever. Okay, but I'm saying if you go out and you're smart about how you go out and you wear your mask and you wash your hands, you'll it'll be okay. And you can yeah. have you can have a working economy and you can have health. Yeah. And then and then I was listening to a podcast and he said Japan has only had nine hundred. COVID-19 deaths and they never closed their businesses except for bars, but they never closed eateries and never closed stores. And it's because like 95% of, of Japanese people mask up at the first sign of a cold. And I mean, when I was in high school, any, any, any Japanese person who thinks they might not be a hundred percent wears a mask in public. So they're a culture who's been masking up for like 50 years. Like they had like a 99% mask up rate. Yeah, there's a way to do it. And they just, I mean, the, the certain mayors in the state passed some stuff. You had some weird shit going on in Gilbert. I didn't follow up on it, but up here in Hippieville, our mayor took the step and we have a mask up policy. Yeah, um, I, I, most of the Phoenix metropolitan cities have the the mandatory mask thing now, even though they're not enforced. Yeah, like uh like I was in where'd I go? I went to like uh where'd I go? Like uh I went to like a bashes to this morning and everyone was wearing a mask. Then I went to Walmart and like even at Walmart, like ninety percent of the people were wearing masks. And then I went to go get another beer because I didn't want to have a whiskey tonight, I just wanted to have three beers. I went to go buy a beer at the Chevron and I walk in and no one except me is wearing masks, not even employees, and I just turned around and walked out. Like I can't do it. I'm not going to give you my money if you're a piece of shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's super shitty. This is and everybody that listens already lives here. We're all in Arizona, which is you know, uh what what's the word I'm looking for? There it's, H- it's filthy with yeah, COVID. You know, the president brought his circus <laughs> last night. Yes, he did. To kill more people. Yep. Oh, and then the police did their best to kill more people outside of it as well. So let's not forget fucking cops rolling this. Uh, yeah, it's it is it is insane. It's 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 nuts. Do you, you see the the video? Um, I just watched it today of uh, uh, the Floridians coming and making their case in front of uh, I forget which Florida county it was about why mandatory masks aren't going to work for them. One lady saying that God gave us this great breathing equipment. And now, yeah. you know, it's, it's a religious thing. Now, Jesus fucking Christ put on a goddamn mask. You assholes. I have three children. All three of them have jobs Two, one of them works full time. The other two work part time. They wear masks all day long. They don't complain about it, and they complain about everything. Literally, yeah, these, you just do it. My kids will complain about everything, and they they do not complain about this. No, so it's and, not and that, it's it, it's all a certain kind of person too. It's the it, kind. It, it, yeah. it's it's the all lives matter crowd. All lives yeah. matter, except I'm not going to wear a face mask because I don't care about any you, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the people who can't see past their front door. These are the people that are going to make us all die. Unbelievable. It's insane. All right, Scott. Okay, so I highly recommend Watchmen. Who watches the Watchmen? You do. And then I highly recommend Barry. And then if you have nothing else to do, watch Aquaman, Shazam, and Dark Phoenix in that order. But now that I think about it, sure. don't watch don't watch Dark Phoenix or Shazam. Just watch, just watch Aquaman because he's cute as a devil. And he's got some great one-liners. And just, I mean... It, sure he's yeah. great he's awesome in that movie that that's just say my that. man my man yeah he's yeah yeah he's ocean conan and i'm in it i'm in for it all time jason mimosas uh all right dude from from uh your yeah, studio your it. studio in a child's bedroom send us out yeah yeah uh goodbye scott done <sighs> goodbye scott <laughs>